So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have... It's not color, it's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in Steven Spielberg right did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what it is when a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's a culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here. School in the building. What's happening, man? Hey, man, shout out to the lovely Ray P. Ray P. Co-host. I know y'all thinking, man, two weeks in a row. I promise you, Ray P is working on We Got Y'all. We just dropped the first episode of Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Um, if you saw it on Max this past Sunday, a hell of a first episode. Good ass episode. Um, we Got Y'all, the television podcast, just released episode one. It is available now. If you check out our link tree, you will be able to see it. Um, it's below in the description, so you can check out all of our content. Um, YouTube, social media pages, email address. Uh, speaking of YouTube, I've never said this. I've always meant to, to remind people, not all of our episodes are on YouTube. Uh, we have a lot more episodes. This is actually episode 61 that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a lot more episodes that we just weren't on YouTube for. I plan on like uploading them. There won't be any video, but obviously just upload them to our YouTube page if this is just your preference on listening to us. But we just thank y'all for continuing to come with us uh, or come join us every single week um, as we continue on this journey man we just having fun with it we having fun episode 61 like i said shout out to school shout out to ray um i mentioned ray running we got y'all and holding things down on the television side um i want to just give a real sneak preview um you know school's got something coming yeah. um, it's gonna be called 90 percent. i'm just gonna leave it at that i ain't gonna say nothing else hmm? <laughs> it's called 90 percent, man him and myself will be co-hosting it um this is gonna be school's brainchild on a certain genre of film and we can't wait to really get it going so it's gonna be coming soon for you um but culture garden is growing man and that's thanks to y'all you know all these ideas keep flowing and we just want to keep feeding it uh, before we get into today's episode there will be spoilers the film came out in 1989 so if you haven't seen it you know hey, that's, that's on you there's got to be a statute of limitations for the spoilers i don't know what it is though we keep hitting these march movies man yeah, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it again. It's three in a row, man. Uh, today's film, you probably seen the title. It is Lean on Me. But if you're watching on YouTube, you see a third face that's not Ray P. We had to get somebody who was qualified to talk about this film. A very special guest, my brother, Dr. Mal. Oh, I say Dr. Mouth, Dr. Ralph Murphy, the legend. The second. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Hey, How y'all doing? It's a pleasure to have you here. I can't. I got to keep it real. It's a it, pleasure. Definitely a pleasure, man. I'm super excited about this, man. Yeah, man. Ralph is um, man. Ralph is my brother, man. One of my best friends. Some real boys to men and experience it all together. Uh, line brother, you know, 06 to the good bros, uh, but also just a good overall brother who happens to be in the edu educational system, um, which wasn't something that I would say. I saw when we were 19, 20, <laughs> um, you know, you majored in criminal justice. I never saw you on the education side, but 
if anyone knows Ralph, they know it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. um, I, <laughs> this is school's movie. We'll talk about why he chose it. But when I, I said, you know, Ralph should be on this episode, I'm like, he like Joe Clark. And school was like, I hope not. <laughs> Joe hey. Clark, he, he a legend, man. Like, Saying I'm like Joe Clark yeah. is actually a compliment. That that really is a compliment, is uh, especially doing my research on on the background of this movie and everything. I was like, you know what? That might be a good thing, man. Joe Clark, a legend. Yeah, and, legend. and, and, and I, I have the privilege. You know, I know the listeners don't, but I have the privilege of personally knowing Ralph, like personally knowing him, um, and looking at certain scenes and moments. He's a he's a mix of Joe Clark and Doctor Napier. Mm. Right, he's got the perfect balance of both of them. So if that's if you want to get some kind of image of who Ralph is, especially as an educator, um, and the way he goes about his business, and the way he's dedicated to the children and to actually getting them on the right path, that's those are the two characters I would think about. A little bit of you got to play the game to get where you're going when you reach a certain level, yeah. but also I'm still gonna do what I need to do, and I don't really care what y'all got to say about it. Yeah. So hopefully, I hopefully I did you justice with that description, Ace. Perfect. Hey, right on. Tar, now, now, I ain't trying to change the topic, but correct me if I'm wrong, Ralph, you was part of Salute the Savages, right? I was, nah. but I, I, did, no. I did. Like, I, they included me a little bit on it, but no, yeah. I never jumped on. Oh, that you was, doing that episode? No, that was a while ago. That was Salt Joint, right? Uh, yeah, Salt Bar. Salt E. So, yeah, shout out to E. Chaz. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was in the basement when, when they was talking about it. Okay. Hey, I'm weak. That school just randomly thought of that and brought that up. Salute. Those episodes hey. aren't around anymore. Probably for the better. <laughs> Salute. <laughs> hey, we used to be wilding on those episodes. I only jumped on one, I think, one or two. But, you know, that's another yeah, story I, for another I, day. I, re I remember when they was talking about that joint in Sheen Basement, like, years yeah. ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shoo. School. Yes, sir. I mentioned it earlier. <laughs> you chose the movie this week. Yes, um, well, lean on me. I had to choose it. Um, one of the reasons why I chose it was because I was looking at our Rolodex, man. We ain't, we ain't uh, had a Morgan Freeman movie yet. Mm. And I thought that this would be the perfect, especially for the culture, the perfect movie. So that's exactly why I chose Lean on Me. Not to mention the classic lines. The, this, this, this has so many Very classic one-liners and shit in it. So, man. Yeah. Very quotable movies, man. I'm surprised yeah. when you pick a Driving Miss Daisy. I know that's more oh, your speed. That's 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 um, it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the synopsis of the film: the dedicated but uh, tyrannical Joe Clark is appointed the principal of a decaying inner city school. He is determined to approve by any and all means. As far as the stats go, it was released March third, nineteen eighty nine. That school mentioned another March movie. This is three in a row. It's not on purpose, y'all. I promise. Um, it was actually released three months and six days before school touched down on the earth. Man. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about there. Directed by John G., I think, Adelson. Um, He directed Rocky and Rocky Five. Rocky Five, you know, we that never happened. Mm -hmm. um, the original Karate Kid trilogy, he also directed them. Um, it was written by Michael Schiffer, who wrote Colors <laughs> and Crimson Tide. You think we're going to talk about Colors one day? Yeah, all right. <laughs> and he also wrote Crimson Tide um, but an important piece of his writing credit I don't know if you know this school he wrote the first three Call of Duty video games oh nah that's what's up 
Yeah, and anybody who's played video games know how huge Call mm-hmm. of Duty was. So the first three are his creations. They all build off his story. Uh, so that's pretty dope. The film had a budget of an estimated $10 million and it made $31.9 million worldwide, $5 million to open in weekend, and it is currently streaming on Max. Um, as far as awards go, they did win a few. The highlight was the NAACP Image Award. Um, so they got Outstanding Motion Picture, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Motion Picture, which obviously went to Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Morgan, the cast, Morgan Freeman is Principal Joe Clark, Beverly Todd as Miss Levias, Robert uh, Guillaume as Dr. Frank Napier, Lynn Thigpen as Liana Barrett, may she rest in peace. Michael Beach as Mr. Darnell, Sandra Reeves Phillips as Mrs. Powers, Jermaine Hopkins as Thomas Sams, Karen Molina White as Kenesha Carter, y'all might know her as Charmaine Brown, <sighs> Regina Taylor as Mrs. Carter, Alan North as Mayor Don um, Botman, and Ethan Phillips as Mr. Rosenberg. Um, not all of them are super duper stars, but I think everybody played their role for the most part in this film. Perfect. Those are all the significant characters and they all kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure we shouted them out and gave them the flowers. Um, let's talk about the origin, man. Well, actually, let's talk about Mr. Joe Clark himself. Ross, you were educated. What do you know about the real Joe Lewis Clark? Some of the movie is exaggerated, yep. but mm-hmm. it's a lot of truth. It's a lot of truth behind him. Uh, he really did walk around with the bullhorn. He really did walk around with the bat. Uh, eat no nonsense. We, I, he with all the smoke. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, he, he was big love. Like they yeah. like love. Like so, him being loved on and, and speaking his mind, and he talked that talk. And the one thing about I love about him, man, is he ain't back down from nobody. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like he oh they, he opened the movie up like oh this what y'all. Here, yeah. I'm gonna stand on the table here, pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he was one of the, a real renaissance man, which is rare. You don't really see a lot of them on TV like that growing up, especially in education. I will say real quick, I love the and they we'll talk about it in the scenes, but um I love t- people who don't care who's around. Mm-hmm. They're gonna speak their mind, like don't shush me. I'm still I don't care who's out here listening. When all those teachers came out. <laughs> right, 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 right. trying to get them to calm down like what do you mean calm down like they out here fooling like yeah. i love that personality so i already knew what type of time joe clark was gonna be on oh yeah, yeah. I, I i love the tough love heavy heavy on the tough <laughs> heavy on the love like he, he he was equal on both parts man um the things that i've read about him this man was a legend and and the things that he got done pre-internet like that's crazy like you look at all the CNN and NBC and Time Magazine covers and like this dude was this dude was huge, bro. School. I'm glad you said that because preparing for this episode, one of the thoughts I had was, what was he doing back in the '80s to make a get a movie named after him? You get what I'm saying? He wasn't yeah. like a former athlete. He wasn't anybody that he got famous from his way of. You know, running schools and his yeah. style of discipline and his tough love. So, trailblazer. I don't know what you want to call it. Obviously, it came with a lot of admiration. With and on the other side of that, came with a lot of disdain, a lot of criticism. Yes, but it is insane to think about. And I think he had the deal in '84. We'll get into it. I have it written down somewhere. 
yeah. in the mid eighties, like Time yeah. Magazine, like you said, just for being a teacher, just for being a principal. Mm-hmm. And to think about this movie, like you said, he's a teacher. This movie dropped. He was still the principal. Like he was still the principal. Mm-hmm. He, he actually took he took the kids to the yeah. movies to see the movie. Not only that, to be smart enough to know that you have something and to sell your rights. Like yo, I got a hell of a story, and I'm gonna sell you my story for I think it was fifteen thousand. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Which I, I I didn't look it up what it meant. It's probably closer to fifty, I guess, in today's yeah. times. Yeah. Um. So just to sell your story and nothing else, that's not bad at all. Um, and it makes sense because he he was a sergeant in the U.S. Army Reserve. Yeah. Right. It wasn't the actual army; it was reserve. Though I'm not trying to diminish what they do, right. but um, the fact that he was a sergeant makes perfect sense with his character and the way that he goes about his business. Just that no nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's got to start from somewhere. Um, he used to carry the bat, man. He, he, he said that that was a metaphor for life. That was the reason he carried it. It was for his kids. He said, you know, you can either, you can, you can, uh, hit a home run or you can strike out in life. So like always make the right decision. So he was a very interested character. You mentioned, um, him still being the principal at the time of this film. Yeah, that drew a little bit of controversy because there was something that happened at one of the the school assemblies. Yep, he wasn't even there. there. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even there. He was in he was in L.A. promoting a movie, and there was some dancers that stripped down to their g strings. So you got students and teachers looking on his shop. He wasn't there, so that made it look bad. They suspended him, I think, for a week or two. Five yeah. days with pay, but mm-hmm. under the law, under the scope, it's still his building. Yes. So he he took he he took it on the chin, but as a principal, yeah. the buck stopped with him because he ultimately he signed off on it. Yep. Right, right. You can't have that. Anything that happened under your building on your watch, it always go from the top down. Yes. Always. Always, man. He also wrote a book um with author Joe Picard about his experiences during the tenure at East High High from 1981 to 1989. The book is called Laying Down the Law. And he gave his opinions on how to save failing schools. I want to talk about some actors that were going to play Joe Clark. I've seen it. That's crazy. Let's have this conversation. <laughs> Let's have this conversation. Ralph, do you know about any other actors? No, no. This, play is Joe new, Clark? this is news to me. I'm listening. Okay. So do you know who the original star was supposed to be? Who, who they had in mind, who they offered and all of that. Warner Brothers, I- they were first choice. I, I, 1988. I, I, Denzel? Nope. Nah. Funny, funny enough, Denzel wasn't even mentioned. And he's mm-hmm. usually mentioned in all these conversations back then. Right. It's a legend. We just lost him recently. Yes. I know. Can you want me to say? Say it. Sidney Poitier, man. Sidney Poitier was the first mm-hmm. choice to play Joe Clark. He uh he said he ain't like the politics that he was on. Said he ain't agree with it, with his methods. He didn't agree with what Joe. He ain't agree with Joe Clark's methods. The, so, so now it go twofold because as a a student growing up watching Lean on Me, I hated that movie. Like it was <laughs> yeah. like, oh man, it's not real. This another fly. But as a principal, mm-hmm. as somebody in education watching it, man, I, I rewatched it. Man, shout out to y'all. I rewatched it at least four times. Yeah, like scenes, like. So this his there was a, always a method to his madness. Yes, mm-hmm. and he and he alluded to it sparingly, like it was rare. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew what he was doing, 
And yeah. you couldn't know what he was doing because, first of all, his name was on the line. Second of all, he didn't respect nobody in that building because it was out of whack. Yes. So why, why am I going to listen to you tell me anything mm-hmm. when you did nothing before I got there? Exactly. So no, I was not looking in, it's like, oh, man, this dude crazy. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. 100% but facts. That makes total got, sense. He got to be that way. He got to cut. He, the whole thing is crazy. The whole movie, like, is, is you can't do that today. Some of it. <laughs> A lot of you can't do that stuff today. Yeah, a lot of it you can't. I think it was just the talking, the the, the tone, and the way he talked to people. <laughs> I think he would have gotten off a lot better had he just, yo, know, he was really trying to sum people. Oh, but, yeah. but, so you you got to go back to the dichotomy of it. So the movie began with him in the classroom as a pro black black man teaching white kids. Mm-hmm. It looked like teaching yeah. history. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. in that time, he don't care about nothing. Cause he a pro black man. Mm-hmm. True. Good I don't point. care. I'm y'all. And so teaching wise, he really basically untouchable because he in the union too. He started. To, he's he in the he a union teacher, right? But then you got to think about when they find him. Remember, he said, "I got the perfect guy, but you ain't gonna like him. It got to be somebody with nothing to lose." Mm-hmm. And when he go get him, where does he go get him from? A suburban white elementary school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as a so I'm paying attention to the whole sequel. Like he walk in, you gotta even think about it. He even changed his dress code when they saw him. He yeah. meet him, he relaxed. Yeah, he walk in there on business. Mm-hmm. So I'm man, that, I, I, I love man Joe Clark. I love Joe Clark. Yeah, he, he had the uh, I believe he had the, the afro with the dashiki on. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's what he started off with. That's what he started off with. So, Sidney didn't disagree. He didn't agree with Joe Clark's politics. Said, nah, I'm cool on that. Next he person. Didn't he didn't understand the method. He, probably not. Probably not. Next person. School, you know, the next person. Uh, people might not like it. Oh, man. They said it was Cosby, man. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Cosby could have been. person. But they said, but they said, they said, the filmmakers, the producers said his energy was too low. Yeah. He couldn't have been Joe Clark, the real Joe Clark. So Nobody would have said this is the pudding guy serious. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It would have been a different movie too. It definitely would have been like PG. It would have been toned down a lot. He, it would have been a lot of circumstances that he would have uh, cut out. Cosby would have re, he would have rewrote the script. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Eddie Murphy, which wouldn't have worked, but I thought it was interesting. And the only reason that it really kind of didn't happen is because he had an agreement or Paramount Pictures barred him from being in any Warner Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. So all that kind of Hollywood contract type of stuff. Now, there is one that's interesting. I really, I agree. It's the only one that kind of had me like, hmm, I don't yeah, know. There's one that's interesting. Danny Glover. Yep. No. I don't think he would have done. Nobody can do what Morgan Freeman did. Let's, nope. let's be clear about that. Yeah. But Danny Glover is kind of interesting. That's interesting because of the lethal weapon. It would have been a change of pace for him. Well, that's why he didn't do it. He was filming Lethal Weapon 2. Yep, that's the whole reason he didn't do it. Yep, so it's funny you just said that, Ralph. Hey, shout out to Morgan, Fred. It's some touch points in that movie, man. I don't only think Morgan could have got away with. Now, here's the crazy part about this to me. The producer, um, Norm, Norman Freeman, is that his name? Free, Freeman, I believe. Uh, uh, Twain, Norman Twain. I'm sorry, Norman Twain. Now, 
he said that Morgan Freeman was his number one choice off rip. You know how it goes. Yeah, and of course that's what you say. But the thing about that to me is, I don't understand why the supposedly the the um, I'm sorry the the movie. What am I looking for? Uh, the studio they didn't want Morgan Freeman. And that confuses me because Morgan Freeman at the time had two movies, bro. Glory and Driving with Miss Daisy. Glory is a five-time Oscar-nominated right. film. And Driving Miss Daisy is a nine-time Oscar. Like, it won Best Picture. He was nominated for Best Actor. Like, what? This is Morgan mm -hmm. Freeman. That's a crazy run, bro. He did. He, he had already done Shawshank Redemption before this, too, right? Oh, that was after. No, no, no. Shawshank, Shawshank came out in 94. Mm -hmm. wow. But I'm saying yes, that, that was those, was, those is his two movies prior to this was Glory and Driving with Miss Daisy. Right. And those are phenomenons. Like, and he, the he movie studio was like, man, we don't want him. Yeah, I, that that is nuts. But that's a, they they've never known what they're doing, as we can see no. with the strike. Shout out to the actors, shout out to the writers, um, the SAG after strike, but studios, the stars make that, the writers make that. You know what I mean? You got a couple good CEOs that stay out of the way and yep. let people do their job and hire the right people. But that's another story for another day. Um, after the whole suspension um, that we talked about with Joe Clark, he, I think he had some heart surgery um, not too long after that. And then he ended up retiring in July of 1989. Yep. And then he spent six years being a motivational, I won't call it a motivational speaker, but inspirational speaker, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. Traveling the country, he hit that circle, and then he went to um, the juvenile detention center in Essex County, New Jersey. Which is um, shout out to my good Earner brothers, um, shout out to Mo, shout out to Spike. Just because Essex County in the Sopranos world, <laughs> the right. famous episode, the famous <laughs> episode where Richie gives Tony the jacket, <laughs> the jacket. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Richie took that from the toughest guy in Essex County. So anytime I hear yeah. Essex County, New Essex Jersey, I think yeah. of Richie April. From the Sopranos, and I think about the jacket and that funny ass episode, and Tony not giving a fuck about that jacket. And you uh, see, uh, side note, just a quick side note, uh, you see, Chris was in this movie, right? Yeah. On the stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pay close attention. He's in this movie. Yep, Michael Perioli, man, uh, Chris Montesanti in the Sopranos. He was he was one of the the troubled students who got kicked out um, at the beginning of the film. If you pay attention, um, that was a great pool, and unfortunately. Joe Lewis Clark passed away December 29th, 2020, after um, battling a long illness. Um, lived until 82. Hmm, um, it definitely beautiful. made an impact. Um, we're going to talk about one of my favorite scenes and your impact and your legacy. Um, and I just think it's ironic that we hear talking about him all these years later, even after that film was made. Um, mm -hmm. He did make a hell of an impact. So shout out to Joe Clark. Absolutely. Now, we did mention fact versus fiction movie joe clark himself said he didn't like that they cussed because he said he didn't talk like that he did um, but he said that he the film is 95 percent accurate um and morgan freeman shadowed him to get his mannerisms down even his vernacular the way he had a very wide and large vocabulary similar to dr murphy here another <laughs> similarity that i see with him and joe clark i mean it really spoke like that and you really had to make sure you was on top of your game check your webster's yeah um, everything all the above they say uh, every day uh, doing announcements, he would uh, announce a word, explain it in a sentence. Just give, just give him some vocab every day uh, mm -hmm. during his announcements. That was super dope of him, man. 
Yeah, I think so too. So some of the fiction. Clark said that he didn't get into um, Eastside High until 1972. The film has him getting there in 1967. Also, most of the students that he taught was black. He wasn't teaching. I think he was teaching a uh, remedial reading. Um, so that's just something that they flipped on his head for the movie purposes. Um, in 1979, Clark became principal of school number six. Uh, however, it was not for the film. It was good. But in real life, it was not a white suburban school. It was a tough, rough, yeah. like elementary. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, think the wire season four. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was in one of the worst neighborhoods in, in that area in Jersey. Um, 90% of the school's 1,000 students were mostly poor Blacks and Latinos. And then by 1982, the school was so much better that Clark was quietly hailed as a miracle man. Um, that year, he was dispatched to work his magic at Eastside High. So he got there in 1982. And I, obviously, the big one, if those who don't know, even the director admitted this, uh, Clark is arrested in jail for locking the school's doors in violation of the fire code. Um, he did lock 27 doors in the school to keep out drug pushers. That part is true. Uh, but he removed them after the city went to court to force him to do so. So he still made them, you got to fight this battle. They had to go to court, get it all done. But he was never arrested, never jailed. That was all dramatized for the film. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Still some facts in there. So, Ralph, we'll start with you since you were a guest. We always have the first category, classic or nah. Is this film a classic? Classic? You know, I mean, this is saying. a classic, man. Every, I, I'm under the, the notion that you can't work in the inner city without knowing about Lean On Me. You got you got to watch Lean On Me. This got to be like the the onboard and the hiring. Like yeah. last final <laughs> question: Have you ever watched Lean On Me before? Right, right. If they Name say me no, five quotes. You might not get that job. Facts. Facts. I, I think that's a Facts. great point. I, I it's similar to when we had our juice episode. When we had our juice episode, school myself and Ray Pete. I said on there, every middle school student should have to sit down and watch Juice as curriculum. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is an it's a master movie on peer pressure, doing yeah. the right thing. Like I know people like to call it a hood movie, but it is a life movie. It's a coming of age real story. I think the same what you're saying, Ralph. I think every inner city school teacher should watch Lean on Me and realize this is what you're going to. Obviously, this isn't the 80s anymore. Um, but I'm sure, like, I wanted to even ask you that. How how do you see the school system today versus what we saw in the late 80s? Like, what are some things we're still struggling with or what are some things that you think have just, obviously, quality building? Well, maybe not the building quality in some areas. And I, one of the biggest things for me that stood out was relationships. And so mm. a key scene for me when we start talking about, like, cultural differences, having predominantly white teachers, in the inner city sometimes who are not in tune with the culture can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a that's big. That's everywhere. That's across the country. And so like one of the key scenes with when they were singing Mozart. Yeah. Remember he going, he said, and he goes and he tells Dr. Napier, we got these black kids singing Mozart. How is that going to help them get jobs in the future? That's a right. right. Like, like that, that's a big deal when people quote unquote say, education isn't working or this way isn't working. But on the flip side, learning about Mozart could be helpful if you got a, popular, a, a pocket of those kids that are going to go to like an Oberlin or Urbana or yeah. Ohio Wesleyan, like them liberal schools of Oberlin. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
You know, so so but but you have to be able to articulate that, and she couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh well, you know, they got into a big spat back and forth, but he said, Oh, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of that, that, cult, that cultural dissonance, that, that's a big key. Uh, uh you start t- talking about school safety. Mm-hmm. Like him locking them doors and chaining doors to keep people out. Schools say that's everywhere, from the school shootings to people coming in and all across the country. So that's a big it, deal. You know, you know what I remember. So me and school are two, you know, two and a half years apart, but grade levels were two years apart. And I remember when I graduated, school's junior year of high school, I would come back. Um, every now and then, just pop up on him. If he, if the nigga was at school, um, <laughs> hey, hey, chill on me, chill on me. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just play it, y'all. Nah, I wasn't there. He ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did. I gave a, I gave a, uh, the wink from a, a Wandavision. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was amazing how easy it was to just to go walk into school. Mm-hmm. Well, now, question: I, Did they have security? Yeah, like one guard. They had one cop. They had one sheriff in the school, in the entire mm-hmm. school. We didn't have no other security guards, did we, school? Because nah, the teachers, there were certain teachers who would watch lunches. Yeah. Right. But as far as the school goes, there was one patrolling yep. officer, and that was it. Yep. That's it. Um. So, I mean, I could just park and just walk in the back of the school. And walk in, I'm walking in the halls, running into people like, yo, you seen school? I was about to say, and don't let the bell unring. You already know what's up. You can, you definitely can slide in. Now, yeah. of course... If if anybody did see me, they would know who I was. But that's not the point. Yep. You ain't going to even be that easy detector. for me to you get in. Sign in. You ain't got no they, visitor slip. Yep. They tell you to sign in. They tell you to come to the front and give a visitor slip. But there was no way of stopping you. If I wanted to come through the back, I can come through the back. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point you make about school safety. And that was in this has had to be what two thousand six. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure if I wanted to go up there right now, I could probably just walk into Colerain High School. Mm-hmm. Is it safe? When we start, so you start thinking about safety. So yep. you got to think about where he at in the in the hood, quote unquote, with all of that stuff happening. You so, on edge. So they so they made it a movie thing, but in real life, uh, we talked about it earlier with him. Excuse me, with Joe Clark doing all those interviews and NBC, CNBC, all that type of deals. He actually got caught with the chains on the doors doing an NBC uh, interview. And that's how they, you know, uh, parents was watching the interview and was like, wait a minute, are those chains on the doors? And that's how that happened. He got caught up with the chains on the doors. And so after he released and uh, took the chains off the doors, two teachers were assaulted. Like randomly, two 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 students. I guess they got suspended. They were upset with the with the teachers for telling on them. They came back in, beat up these two teachers, and that's when the the case was dropped. You know, the the famous case towards the end of the movie. It got dropped because you know two students came in and beat up these teachers. The board of education, man. It was a power move. Like, no, we run this, and he's like, yo, I'm just trying to keep these people safe. That's it. And now that's custom to have electric locks on doors and right. stuff. Man. 100%, 100%. Do you think, do schools need a Joe Clark himself? Like, do, do they need that type of, or that style of disciplinarian um, slash leader slash principal, Ralph? Do you think his style is still something that can go over in 2023 and beyond? 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, so, so we got to look at Joe Clark outside of the megaphone and the bat. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about this. On the first day when he first comes into that school building, and this is across the board, when we start talking about discipline and consequences in, in a lot of these, these school districts is, he said, I want the name of every child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody knew who they were. So it yeah. wasn't a mystery. He don't even school 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Everybody knew. Now, this is the other key piece. Joe Clark, when he put him on the stage and he got everybody out, which is a real thing, because by law, and I and one of my favorite scenes is is the him being in the in the, in the uh, board meeting the next day, right? Right. With the yeah, special yeah. meeting with the parent, he said, by law, if that three hundred is impacting the twenty seven hundred, we have to repurpose. Mm-hmm. So he talk about a GED program. Um, credit because remember one of the key parts is that which how he got away with it. He said, no, "You all have been here for five years and you're not on track to graduate." Yep. Yeah. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Most of those kids through research, most of those kids was between the ages of eighteen and twenty. That's insane. And so, and, <laughs> and that's yeah. probably the ones that snuck in the building. And so you yep. got teachers that scared it on. 18, 19, 20-year-olds. So they yep, got to do it. Joe Bro, they, say, I ain't scared of none of y'all. They was hustling. They say sec- the security guards, anyone that worked there was hustling. Bro, the security guards were selling drugs to students. You got to figure this is the crap, crack epidemic was going on. Like Joe Clark himself said, I could have saved more students if I didn't have to spend so much time chasing motherfuckers off. Like, think about that. <laughs> which which on the, on the flip side, it puts a bad light on what the principal does. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side, you look at Lean On Me and you say, oh, Joe Clark. So do we need more Joe Clarks? Yes and no, because the whole point of being the principal, the principal is the head uh, instructor of the building. Mm-hmm. So yeah. outside of suspending kids, the principal makes sure that the teachers teach. Yep. And if the yeah. teachers are struggling teaching the class, then that principal puts them on track or gives them different things to get them back on track. Now, if he's spending all his day suspending kids, protecting the building and being on guard, you have limited time in the classroom. And that, that's the frustration. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel if, so let's say you're not Joe Clark, Ace, let's, let's say, let's say Joe Clark comes in your school and you Mr. Darnell and you see something that needs to be done. You see a piece of trash on the ground, you pick it up. And he go off on you. How how are you responding to a Joe Clark? On the flip side, Mr. Darnell wrong. He on he wrong. He wrong. And I'm why gonna tell, he, why I'm, is he wrong? I'm gonna tell you why he wrong. Okay. Because and, and and this is being unbiased. He's establishing authority, mm. and the whole point is is nobody moves because he's establishing. I'm the HNIC. Before I got here, y'all was running them up. Mm -hmm. I'm here to line everybody up. So, Mr. Darnell, I need for you to show to the students that the teachers have somebody that they follow. Because if the teachers don't follow me, the kids not going to follow me. Yep, straight up. 
And and but he was so caught up in his feelings because he what he got demoted. <laughs> Yeah. That was a bad day for Mr. Darnell, man. It was a bad day, so he caught up in his feelings. Yeah. How you feel about him? How you feel about him demoting Mr. Darnell in front of everyone? Oh, that. Oh, that. So that's 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 the prime tactic. So the prime tactic one is, as a black man, he's looking at the black man in the room. Mm -hmm. That's first, and then mm -hmm. secondly, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm letting everybody know right out the gate, nobody's safe. Yeah. Not even him, mm -hmm. because he ain't even." Holding up his end of the bargain. And Mr. Darnell, the English teacher, and them kids can't read. Yeah. Yep. So you the English teacher, your kids can't pass the basic skills test because they can't read. And my football team is terrible. Yeah, you out of here, buddy. Does that <laughs> does, does that the football team shit is crazy? But does that bother you that it has to be a I can't call it crabs in the barrel, but I gotta I gotta pull you down to set the authority. The black man, the black man aspect of that? No, because if you really look at it, Joe Clark was Joe Clark to everybody. Yep. So that's the beauty of it. When you really watch him, he held everybody accountable. Yep. Facts. Yeah. And that's cool. needed that. Like the whole movie, he holding everybody to that standard of, nope, that's not flying. You wrong, you wrong, you wrong, you wrong, you wrong. Get tight. Mm -hmm. you, you know what you know what Joe Clark reminds me of his style when I was watching him I was thinking about a certain segment in the, the last dance Michael Jordan's document okay uh, documentary come on with um, it. And, and there is a famous segment was he a nice guy you know what I mean yeah he was yeah he was an asshole yeah he was a tyrant but when you look at his style and what he was doing you think about his his what his goal was you look back and say yeah he was a great teammate because he pushed people to a certain point and to a certain limit. And you had to have somebody that embodies that and doesn't care about being liked. I care about the end results. And, Ralph, you made a great point, and he said it in the film as well. If you could run this school, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't right. be here. I am here for a reason. They called me from my nice little comfy spot to mm -hmm. save this school. Specifically told me we have these test scores that need to come up. So it wasn't just on some random shit. We need to get this school turned around. So if we're going to do that, especially if I'm walking through the halls, which I already have memory of how this school used to be. Right. I'm walking through the halls. I know the challenge is tall. So I need to get on it ASAP. I need to make sure that I'm letting people know I'm the one calling the shots. I don't care what y'all got to say. I don't care who y'all crying to. None of that. Right, they they told me, hey man, they called me as Martin said. Hey, they called me. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel y'all on that. Um, I appreciate you giving us that insight too, Ralph. I'm sure, sure. we're probably gonna have more um, throughout this episode. But school, you had mentioned to me that you couldn't really wait to talk about the genre or the the other movies that this film kind of spawned uh, mm. or were spawned from this film, should I say? Yes. What films did you have? Because I, you know, we'd like to play the this or that game, you know, Lean or Me or, or another movie. But what films were you had? Did you have in mind? The, the only one that I really, once I started really looking, was Dangerous Minds. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and, so, and then you have like, uh, what's the one with Tretch? I think his name is Treat Williams. Treat the substitute. I think it's like three or four of those. But that's kind of would you include one? Would you include one eight seven? Yeah, one eight seven, those type of movies, but for the most part, like a dangerous minds. And then uh um, so would you 
are movies like Freedom Fighters and uh, or Freedom Riders, excuse me, not Freedom Fighters. Fighters, damn. Freedom Riders and um, Great Debaters, are those in the same vein, to, in your opinion? No. A little bit too far off? Yeah, a little bit. I can... I think you can if you you can explain it both ways, and I could probably accept that you can explain why it is a part of that genre and not. Um, are you watching Lean on Me or Dangerous Minds? Lean Which on me. You watching first? Lean on me. Yeah. Yeah. Lean yeah. on me. Hey, I like to add some real quick. So you gotta add Sunset Park. Oh, no, man. not so. You got Sunset Park. You got Coach Carter, right? But then, mm, okay. but before Lean on Me is the George McKenna story, Hard Lessons. Mm, so, hard so, lessons. That, so that might be the reason why Denzel didn't play him. Yeah, Denzel played George McKenna, Hard <laughs> Lessons. Wow, and Hard Lessons, George McKenna and Joe Clark on the same level, but McKenna actually went on to be the superintendent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to shout out to you for that one, boy. You just dropped. Yeah, that's it. a great pool. That's one of those. That's that early Denzel. Yeah, like that's around. Um, ah, oh, what's the name of that movie when he? And that came out of '86. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying. Yeah, the, that's because that's around Soldier Story. Yeah, and, um, uh, what's what's the one we used to? The movie that he had. He was the cop on the in Jamaica. And that's what I'm like, ah, I can't think of the name of the movie. We'll we'll come up with it at some point. Um. Let's get into best scenes. Go ahead, Ralph. It's cool. You want to start, or you want to yeah. go, Ralph? Yeah, go ahead, Ralph. Oh man, guess I'll up. go. All right, I, I got some. All right, I got one. Okay. Doctor Napier visits Joe at school six. Asked him to take over. Mm-hmm. The reason I had this scene down just shows you how sharp Joe is. I mean, we already learned that from the opening scene, but I know the game that you're pulling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, they need a new principal. You was at the top of the list. Oh, really? All right, I suggested you, and I love that part of it. He knows that he can't he can't game Joe. They've known each other nope. for 30 years. I bet. Well, let me tell you what it is. I said you should do it. Yep. Um, and the whole Joe Clark demeanor when I forget the teacher's name, Mrs. Hamilton, I think, came up and started talking, and he was trying to get her out the way. Right, said, right. Hey, you know, yeah. They, they, they want to check out our new sandbox. Just yeah, like she brought like it. <laughs> yeah, like a polite way of saying "fuck off." Yeah, you know, yep. I enjoyed that about him. So you know he was no nonsense, um, but really just the conversation between the two. Um, you're ins- you're an insignificant man. Your life hasn't made a difference, and neither has mine. You know, you want to take that to your grave. Just knowing what to say to put that battery in his back, like you right. know that this is not where you're supposed to be. This right. is not who you are. You have a bigger impact that you can make. Like, stop playing. Step up. Cause we both in the same boat. Like we just play in the game. Let's actually see if we can make a difference. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that, that scene was dope, man. So I just want to bring a little context to that too. So I don't know if y'all know this, but the superintendent of the school actually reports to the mayor. Mm. So that's why you always see the mayor with the superintendent. Yeah. So that's that direction mm-hmm. of vision. But the key point of that where he say my life has been insignificant because for a long time, you can tell Dr. Napier hasn't had any real authority. Yeah, right. Because in the meeting, he's doing, he, he doing the puzzle. So he mm-hmm. said, my life been insignificant like yours because for the first time, I get a chance to do something right in a long time. Yes. Man, he was the one that thought of him. Like He knew exactly what he was getting yeah, himself into. Like, let's shake it up. Let's, let's see what we can do. But they say, it's, not, it's not what you know is who you know. That was the prime example for that. Man, I love yeah. that thing too. And going back to the politics, you know, the mayor wants to save his budget and you want to save your ass. 
Like I Man. know why you here, bro. Don't why come on. Here. What's yeah. up? Yeah. No, I love that scene. School. What you got? The first. The, oh, my bad. Were you gonna say something else about the scene? No, I was just going. I was bringing up the, my scene, and that's the the opening the opening scene of uh, Joe Clark meeting the teachers. I, I obviously getting the job and setting the standard of H N I C. This is my shit. Point blank. Period. I'm running this meeting. Like you said earlier, um, you guys had y'all chance. Y'all y'all failed miserably, and I'm here. He even told them, boy, like y'all. Y'all can't even, these guys can't even read and y'all been the teachers. And now you want to come at me crazy? Chill out. I got this. I'm going to make sure that everyone knows. I'll embarrass you to make my point. Like, it, it, no holds barred, Joe Clark. I love it. Yeah, straight up. I love straight it. up, man. And, and he told him, no one talks in my meeting. I think it was Mr. Mallory or whatever his name That's, was. If, if, that ain't, if, if that whole scene isn't Dr. Ralph Murphy II, I don't know what is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know what it is. <laughs> no talking. I'm setting the tone. This is what it is. <laughs> Especially I'm calling spades. Spades. <laughs> yeah, man. That scene is a spot on of it, but that's funny. And he got candy man as his hand security. Right. Man. <laughs> hey, 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 Tay pointed that out. We was watching. She said that candy man right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, next scene I got Mr. Clark and Sam's. When Mr. Clark pulls up to the school six in the morning, and I'm sitting outside. Mm-hmm. I think you made you kicked all them kids up, but I think you made a mistake. Hey, the the best part about that scene is, I think he knew Joe Clark knew he was gonna have some pushback because he had the list on. He, he, said, he did. He said, "What's your name?" <laughs> like he told him, he's like, "Nah, I got it right." Like then took that man to the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Told him to jump, nigga. You smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> Classic, bro. That's a, it's not supposed to be. It's not hey, supposed to illegal. be funny. You but cannot it's do that. Hey, you will be what, take a kid the, to the roof? The 7 o'clock news immediately. Uh, what, if you take a kid to the roof? Yes. Also, <laughs> also that tells you the era that Joe Clark came from, the right. fathers. Joe Clark is used to having, uh, coming from an era where a man was in the home. A man was important. So he immediately kept speaking on his father. Where's your father? Your right. father's father. And he had to mm-hmm. break down and tell him, like, my dad ain't in my home. You know what I'm saying? And Joe felt bad for him, gave him another chance after he told him <laughs> to jump off the building. But... <laughs> He gave him another chance, man. And I don't think Thomas Sam's let him down. He, no, did. he definitely didn't let him down. It's, it's just, it's the whole thing about that scene for me is he gave him, all of us, everybody probably listening can to attest, we've all heard that speech. Mm-hmm. Like the trouble with being a teenager is you don't know nothing. Right. You think you know yep. everything. We've right. said it before in this podcast. It's crazy when you look back at your 17 year old, 18 year old self and you think you know everything and you really don't know shit. Yes. So it's incredible how that all plays out. And I've been where you've been, but you've yeah. never been where I am. Absolutely. So shut up. Let me give you some game. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, we might be able to carve out a nice little life for you. Yep. And it shows the fact that Sam's was smart enough to know I'm not like those other kids on that stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I've been playing around this whole time. Now I see some real consequence. That's why I think consequence is good. Yeah, in certain situations, because some people need to wake up and realize, oh, this shit is real out here. Mm-hmm. I got to get on my game. 
And that's mm-hmm. the that's the only way some people learn. Hey, so yeah, gave that kid and, an opportunity. And, and, and to make that a lot, a lot, a lot uh deeper, when he kicked them kids off the stage, he said, Y'all go. He ain't give them no paperwork. Mm-mm. When you get suspended, you get paperwork. So he said, I can't tell my mom I'm kicked out. So he mm-hmm. put the onus on everybody. Yes. Yeah. You go tell your parents what yep. happened to you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he was like, "Man, my mama gonna kill me." Yeah, I, I gotta be in school. No, that and then yeah. he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, that's real, man. And also, one one last thing I want to mention is I love the fact that Joe Clark made him explain why he should let him in. Right. He didn't make it easy as like, "Oh, your dad ain't around. Come on, but mm-hmm. we'll get you together." Nah, like, why should I? Like, really, why should I do yeah. this? Like, this school is in shambles. Like, yep. why are you one of the kids that should come back? And he really made him sit there and tell it. Like, all right, this is your game plan. Now I've locked you into something that you said that you're going to do. Yes. So if you don't do it, then you, I ain't going to be upset about it because you the one that said you're going to do X, Y, and Z. You failed at it. I'm going by your words. You out of here. Absolutely. So he played that whole thing smart, man. And he let him, and he let him know, I'm I'm on your ass, buddy. Like Period. Every, every, every chance he got, he got him. Every time I see you, I'm speaking. Like, every, every time. Hey, what your boy saying the wire? It's gonna be like this every time we meet. <laughs> every time we meet. That nigga that was beating up bubbles, man. That shit was crazy. It's <laughs> a bubbles neck. Oh, uh, school, what's your next scene, man? Um, the next scene I have is uh the Frank Frank versus Joe scene. Uh I, I love that scene because it brings might be back- my favorite in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I like that, that, that role. It, Yep, it, it brings back that good old HNIC. Little little do you know, brother, I'm the HNIC. Like, you keep talking about uh, discipline. Well, why don't you follow my discipline and listen to what the hell I'm telling you, buck? Like, I, I love mm-hmm. uh, Frank Nap- Napier in this movie. Um, I know oh, yeah. it, I can't ever pronounce his last name. I'm bad with names, if y'all can't tell, but he's a dog. Um, Benson. Yeah. <laughs> Gion. Robert Guillaume, yeah, he's a Guillaume. he's great. Guillaume. one of the two, I think it's Guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Legend, absolutely. Hey, d- d- then at the end of that scene, he said, like, "Hey, man, you want to get something? Let's go get something to eat." Yeah, I love that. That's my favorite part of the scene. Yeah, that's me we go get it out. We go cuss each other out. Ain't yeah. nobody gonna get fired. We go yeah. speak our mind. You put mm-hmm. it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. We go meet each other in the middle. And we gonna roll. If you if you don't have someone if you have a person that you claim to be a friend or a best friend a brother and y'all ain't never had no moment like that y'all it ain't real bro it ain't real <laughs> it ain't straight up straight up man hey and it sums up the system like it, mm-hmm. we said it earlier it comes downhill and you need somebody within those spaces that you can trust and really can give it to you how you need to hear it yes like exactly. people are not playing with you bro. Like, my name is on the line because I'm the one that said you should be here. You need a friend that tells you, yo, you should have stayed in food and beverage. Yes. Like, change your <laughs> shit. Go back to what you need to do. But on, on the flip side of that, too, he telling them, hey, Joe telling Frank, you sitting on top of the mountain. I'm in the valley. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you, you brought me down. You called me down here to do the job. I got to do the job my way. Yep. If you ain't gonna support it being my way, then I'm gonna walk. Mm-hmm. What Dr. Napier say, nigga, can you keep quiet? Nigga, can you keep quiet? Dr. Napier said he ain't trying to hear none of that shit. <laughs> nigga, hey. can you shut up? 
No, I can't. Hey, you, it's a mess down here. You know, you knew it was a mess when you called me. Hey, Joe mm -hmm. told him, you think you tough, don't you? Really? <laughs> think think you tough. Tough. Yeah, 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 man. And I love that Joe was on edge. He kept firing back, too. And he had mm -hmm. some, Dr. Napier had something for him some every single time. I still got your back. I'm not going to turn my back on you, bro, at right. all. Right. Like, at all. That's not even a concern. But I am going to let you know what time it is and how you need to start moving. Yeah, yep. you're doing a lot. And you're I, doing a lot, Joe. The times is different, Joe. Yeah. I love, and I love how we said Mrs. Elliott had an ego problem. I'm like, nigga, are you the pot or the kettle? Yeah. Because you got the biggest ego in this whole yeah. movie, Joe. Even if it comes from a good place, you know, we know what it is. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, come and get something to eat. Um, there's been there's been times me in school and, you know, had words and, uh, nigga, we still doing this and this, yep. blah, blah, blah. Like, it ain't. It ain't never nothing that deep, right? Like, oh, nice. That just happens. That happens between brothers, like you said, school. So, yeah, um, hundred percent, man. I love that scene. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be able to speak your mind, get it all out, and I bet. Talk about the next thing. Uh, was that you, school? You picked that, right? Yes. Small scene. Really, just want to mention it. It's the lunchroom scene, the first one that we get from him, because um, it just it was the, one of the first moments we see that other side of Mister Clark. The I care about my student side. That's something the real Mr. Clark did when he went around the lunchroom. He would crack right. jokes and do things to get to know his students better. Um, yeah. You know, you have uh, what's the character's name? Louisa. Uh, I want to ask her why she needs to be in home ed. She wants to go right. auto shop. He wrote the slip ASAP. Yes. ASAP. And yeah. if you're making, you that's 17 an hour. ASAP. Yeah, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you empowerment, if you want to do this? All right. If I can help you get to that place, I'll do that. And he showed that numerous times throughout the film. That's I mean, what being a principal looked like. Yeah. So that that's yeah. what that's that's that that's what that's what principals do. Mm -hmm. I think find a word. I think we've all had a Joe Clark in some shape, form, or fashion in our lives. I know who my Joe Clark is. Yeah. Um, when I was at Red Lobster, man, I had an older black gentleman, man. He always gave me game, bro. He always shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Anthony. Always pulled. Me I ain't even work. I ain't worked there a day in my life, but I know who hey, Anthony you is. Know what yep. it is. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, what up, Anthony? Up. Yeah, he used to. Hey, let me tell you something, brother. You you fucking up. They own me. You better chill. <laughs> he was old me. So. I in school would tell me some of the Anthony stories I get weak, but it was some yeah. real. You needed somebody yeah. OG to pull you to the side. Like, yo, I ain't even. I'm not even coming at you on some employee boss employee stuff. Like, this is black man, black man. Y'all <laughs> like tighten up, do this, that, and the third. Back. So yeah, shout out to Anthony, man. Mm -hmm. Um, school, what's your next scene? It's on Ralph. Oh, I got one, man. So I can go the whole movie. One of the biggest scenes that stood out for me is was him yelling at the assistant principal in the office. Mm. So in the okay. office, or you mean in the, when it when it goes out to the hallway? Both of them. So that whole sequence is real big yeah. because at the, remember at the beginning of the movie, she's at the outside the bathroom with the girl mm -hmm. when they bully on the girl, so she's scared. Yep. So yeah. she get exposed to being scared. So he see her as being scared. So he finally come out and say, when you going to do something? <laughs> like, you don't, why are you, you supposed to be able to know what you're doing? Mm -hmm. And she come out and say, well, I don't want to be here no more. <laughs> and what'd he do? Right. Hey, man, peace. See ya. Gave her a paper. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Joe Clark was not about to kiss nobody's ass. Nobody. I'm not about to sit here and beg you to be here. 
You see what we're trying to do? She you say, out. nobody knows what you're doing. He say, that's the way I like it. That's the way I like it. And I love that scene, too, because your boy, uh, Mr. Mally, comes in. Uh, Mr. Clark, what? Hey, uh, it can wait. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, if y'all go back and look at that scene and look at his wall, he has a sign that says, one way. Mm. And like the sign, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One way with the arrow going down. And at the point, it says, my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so every day he he telling people out the gate. I, I'm mm-hmm. not budging. This is how it got to be. My way yes. or the highway. Even with he fa- he knew the importance of being there for the students that wanted to be there. Yes. And if if this is your decision, that's your decision. I might give you a little bit of small game, like he did with a I forget the one character who wore the suit. Oh, that's uh, the student. Kid, kid Ray. Kid Ray. Kid Ray. Thank you. Kid Ray. Um, I was gonna say Ray Ray, but I'm like, man, I know it wasn't Ray Ray. Um, but yeah, Kid Ray, you're dropping out on me, huh? Like, just a call conversation. I'm not about to sit here and beg you and tell you you're doing the wrong thing, you're making the wrong just, decision. But, but I'm going to keep it real. you dead in a year. Yep. And then you'll be dead keep in a year. Keep it real with you. This is your option. Like, if that doesn't, if that's not enough to entice you to stay, I ain't nothing I can do for you. That's real. Because it's got to be real. You can't save everyone. You can't, you can't get, there's no way you can get emotionally attached. To everybody mm-hmm. and try to save everyone because you will be that's just too much to bear emotionally, yeah. All of that, yep. yeah, that hurt. You know, I've been in education 15 years, I, I can tell you, I lost, I've probably lost about eight kids to, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Because you always, I'm sure you probably think, What could I have done differently? Was there anything else? It's nothing because you've seen the yeah. future, so you got married. So he's old enough to have been around long enough to know. How this story ends? Mm-hmm. He's I like, man, I've seen you before. I know what's gonna happen. I think I and and I keep bringing it up, but it's very important to realize that this is eighty six, eighty seven. The crack epidemic was a fucking monster. You yes, uh, uh, Sam's was doing crack, bro. Like this is 15, 16 year old kid in the building. Oh, Smoking Not even that. Crack. He was a freshman. He was about he was 14. 14. Buying it from school. Like, I, that's insane. Vows. He had multiple vows. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only a matter of time before he OD'd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. At that age. Yep. He not even fully developed. Yeah, that's insane, man. And then, also, look, Kid, Kid, Ray, Kid Ray got beat up, so he knew he couldn't fight. And that's <laughs> right. I think I think that was that was <laughs> I think that was Joe Clark's point as well. Is like whatever you got going on, you keep coming here to hide from it. Right. You still ain't safe here because they found you and whooped your ass. <laughs> right. You're not built, you're not built for that life, right? So, you're not built for right. that kid, right? Yep. So you now are you're gonna not drop that out. Guy. Yep, you're gonna yes. drop out. Not that guy, pal. Naming. Yeah, naming, <laughs> yeah. naming Bryce, straight up. Naming. That's exactly who he is. Also, just about that scene with uh, Mr. Clark and Miss Levias, I do appreciate Miss Levias having it enough and mm-hmm. wanting to say, like, stand up for herself and just let her know, like, look, like, this is bigger than you. I, 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 you keep talking about I. You got 300 teachers in this, uh, in this building that are committed. We want to help. We want to be here. Like, you stop. You got to let us in. And I know they went there back and forth, but he acknowledged her when he gave them the speech before the test and, and realize there is another way to do this or at least 
to make sure you guys know that I appreciate you. I thank you for your efforts and everything that you try to do. Absolutely. Uh, but also when he was on our ass, just as far as getting them test scores, like this is what is expected. This is the new norm. If we don't set the tone now, mm-hmm. then it's going to keep on being the same thing as being. And Joe Clark is the type of person that knows when you're capable of something or not. If you're not, he would have just been gotten rid of you. Yes. Like, I know that you ain't even reaching your full limits yet. You're my yep. vice principal. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see what you got. Like, you in charge while I'm going the whole nine. Right. So he saw that in her. Yes. You know what that remind me of? Hustling flow, it's... man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> tell me charge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got I got a scene for you. Uh, go ahead. One, one of, <laughs> see, Morgan Freeman, man, he killed it when, when he did the speeches, man. So yeah. every time Morgan, he got a a, a five minute dialogue where he could just talk, he killed it. Mm-hmm. And so go back to the gym when they got the test results back, and he told he said, "Yeah, I want you three rows to step up, mm-hmm. and I want this right. You all represent the seventy percent of kids that are failing." And he said, "I want you to put, put raise your hand and raise another hand." Mm-hmm. And that was ridiculous. Well, he said, "Man, y'all felling them." Yes, and they're going to be staring down the barrel of a gun, mm-hmm. just like this. <laughs> yep, man, that that brought chills. So that go back to him saying, "Like, hey, I'm telling y'all to follow me, but or if you do what I'm asking you to do, you do what I'm telling you to do, and y'all stop going back and forth with me, we'd be okay." Yes, but before I got here. This is what y'all was doing. So who it goes back to my favorite Dick Gregory quote. Who mm-hmm. in here is qualified to tell me something other that will work before I got here? Facts. Yeah. Yep. That's some real. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Byers, you do you mind saying the command? What you been doing before I got here? Right. Nothing. So just yeah. follow me. Do what I'm asking you to do. Go get the tests off that desk. Yep. Yeah, don't worry about how I'm talking to you. Don't worry about anything. Just get some thick skin real quick and just follow me. Yep. Get the test off the desk. Man, I love that movie, man. Leave no me happy, man. Obviously, um, the last thing that I have is the test scores and the kids pulling up. You know, I, uh, we, we already mentioned it's fictional, uh, but it says everything about the entire all of this was not in vain yeah his impact is crazy i'll do this 10 times over and endure the same criticism and end up in the same jail cell if it means that we're gonna get these same results like my impact of coming in this school and just kind of really it just needed some direction like this is what's gonna happen and this was not gonna happen and y'all too scared to do it so i'm gonna do it for you Mm-hmm. Um, just that paying off and like the whole school just riding for him yeah. like showing there's nothing more than support like you know you got one of ours in there locked up and that's crazy like that's our free joe clark that's our guy like you don't understand him you don't understand the impact he's having on our lives it's incredible it's moving it's yeah. moving J- joe you gotta think about this man Joe got in that movie. You got a chance to see what a principal is full circle. Yes, Joe mm-hmm. Clark suspended kids, but then he still went to the to the hood to the mama house. Yes, when mama say I ain't, so that's real. I was telling my wife that's real principal work. Mm-hmm. 
And he told he said, uh, if you need help, I'll help you get it. We've got resources to get you a job too. Yes. What you need. Then what you, you got a chance to see him with the bullhorn in the cafeteria, but then you also got a chance to see him in the gym jump roping and clowning and, and laughing. Like so you got to see yeah. the human side of being like when it came down, it was like, okay, I love y'all for real. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm hard on y'all. We gonna have fun. But it will be even harder on you more. Mm-hmm. Right. Dang. Right. And I don't want you slipping. I, I know how important they get, they get I know how care look like. Mm-hmm. I know how important these years are for y'all. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the, these developmental years and things of that nature. I know how important this is going to be for how you act in your early 20s and you know, as you become a young adult and everything else. So he needs to do that. And they, they, he'll always School, you mentioned it earlier. Everybody needs a Joe Clark or has a Joe Clark. Yeah, it's the ones you never forget. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Um, do either one of you have any more scenes? No, I think the last 30 minutes, 45 minutes of this movie are Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, they, they up. play each each scene, just it keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Keep rolling. Yeah. So let's move to best quotes, which this is a very quotable movie. School, you said it at the top. Um, do you want to go with your list? Do you want me to just start with mine? Yeah, start with yours. Go ahead. All right. So I just ton of quotes written down. Excuse me, Miss Hamilton. Uh, Dr. Napier wants to inspect our new sandbox. I mentioned that one earlier. Mm-hmm. There's only one boss in this place, and that's me, the HNIC. <laughs> Obviously, the classic. You smoke crack, don't you? You smoke crack, don't you? It's hilarious every time I hear it. That's one of my anytime somebody texts me something crazy or has a crazy opinion, that I have that video already clipped up and send it back to him. Um and he also also understands thing told him if you want to kill yourself, don't fuck around with it, do it expeditiously. <laughs> Just that tough love, that realism. Like yeah. I'm not here to if that's what you want to do, that's what you're doing right now, smoking crack. Mm-hmm. Kids that age need to hear something like that. I yep. know it's extreme, but that will you can be scared shitless. Mm-hmm. And never make that same mistake again. And obviously, we see we saw his life turned around for it. Um, your personal battles are going to cost us the war. Yep. Dr. Napier said that to, mm-hmm. to Joe Clark. I think that was a bar. Like, look at the bigger picture. Yes. Don't get caught up in your own little bullshit. I know you, you we all know you in charge there. Yeah. Uh, if you don't reach these goals, none of it will matter. Yep. So I love that quote. If you're so hot on discipline, then start by accepting mine. Yep. Once again. Practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to call me Crazy Joe, but now they can call me Batman. Yeah, shout, shout out to Martin. Martin. Shout out to Martin, man. Uh, you know what he's saying right now? Black Bastard can't throw me out. You know where he's saying it? Out in the parking out, lot. Out in the parking lot. That's probably my favorite quote in the movie. Out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite quote in the movie. I don't have to do nothing but stay black and die. Mr. Mayor, on behalf of myself and on behalf of the students of Eastside High, you can tell the state to go to hell. <laughs> those are those are all the quotes that I have. Very quotable movie. I could have written down like two yeah. more. Uh, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I got all those. I'm gonna add. Con- contrary to popular belief, I am the H and I C. And then come on. Hold on, I wrote it down. Rob, did you have any? Um, oh well, my man was in in the cafeteria. No, no, no. The meeting, the, the meeting a- after he threw after he suspended all the kids, and he told them he told the mother. He said, "Hey, Lord spoke to me." <laughs> oh, 
And I said, I did not want it. (laughs) Well, God, why has thou forsaken me? Yeah, man. That whole that whole spill. Yeah, that whole moment, that whole scene. I, I, I don't think I we really to, went into detail, but that's I, definitely best scenes. I had to kick them bastards out. I had to kick them bastards out. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, but, told uh, him, he told them to get off of welfare. Yeah. So, hey, man, that's the shit people need to hear to this day. Ain't that what your boy said? To this day. Yeah. Nah, uh, Frank Napier, Dr. Napier told the man, he said, what you looking at me for? You put all them people in position. <laughs> yep. And the, America, I knew this. America. Basically, I knew this was going to happen. Yep. Don't call me. I got the right person, but I don't know if he wanted. it. Yeah. And he said, oh, shit, not that nut bag. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the last one I had was uh, I'm the Rockefeller of outrage. <laughs> he had some bars, man. Definitely so, some bars so what this. He, he uh, told him, he said, "Man, we gonna lift, lift, uh, lift these, uh, take these cages out. Stop treating these kids like animals. Mm-hmm. If you treat them like animals, they gonna behave like animals. We don't. Uh, what's the other? We don't want a good principal. We want Mr. Clark. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, there, there was one scene. It was just a small moment that I wanted to mention. I forgot about it. Mrs. Powers, um, and changing the school alma mater. Like, oh, I just yeah. love that empowerment moment." And obviously, we know we know Joe Clark. They've been setting it up the whole movie that he was gonna be pissed. And you, as an audience, sometimes as you're watching him, you're like, "Damn, come on, man, stall him out, Debo. Stall him out. Stall him out, Debo." Mm -hmm. And you think it's about to be another one, and he he gives her her flowers and lets her know, "Take a bow." Like you changed, you wrote that. That's a a big time moment, and just the look of joy in her face. You know, he had it to the point where everybody was walking around on eggshells. Like, damn, did I mess up? Joe Clark want to see me. Damn, what I do? That mama mentality. He was on that mama mentality. But you see him walk out doing this like, I got one, like, yes. Mm -hmm. Because his whole ordeal was school pride. He said the whole thing was school pride. If these kids ain't got school pride, they ain't going to want to be here. We got to give them a reason to come. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they they won. I agree. Moving on to scene stealer. School, who's your scene stealer? My scene stealer is Lynn Lynn Thigpig. Is that her name? Is that how you say her name? Oh, Lynn, Lynn Thigpen. I'm sorry. Lynn Thigpen. Lynn Thigpen. Yes. Okay, then who played Liana Barrett? Yeah, so. Liana Barrett. That's my that's my scene stealer. She was making that same face she made in Shaft. <laughs> hey, that's it. She, that same look at the disgust. Yeah, uh, Carmen San Diego. Yeah, yeah, man. Ralph, did you have a scene stealer, an actor who just didn't have a ton of screen time but just stood out? You you, you got to go to Mr. Darnell. <laughs> Hi, Darnell. You got to go to Mr. Darnell. Because no matter what happened, they kept him relevant. Yeah. I'm going I'm going Robert Guillaume. Dr. Frank Napier. Dr. Napier, yeah. Dr. Frank Napier, yeah. Just for that scene alone with him and Joe, that's, yeah. that's my scene stealer. He, yeah, he, went, he, t- he told him he was gonna whoop his ass. He said, I'm gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> oh, you talking about Mr. Darnell? Yeah, yeah. Darnell was ready. He flipped He flipped it. He said, Yours is suspended indefinitely. Yeah, you could tell in that scene, Mr. Darnell thought about his job. That's what t- that's why he didn't whoop his ass. He thought about it. He's like, Do I really need this job? All right, I'm gonna walk out of here. <laughs> yeah, because then it's gonna turn into something else. Um, things that bother you. Do either one of you have anything that bothers you? In regards to the film, 
Not really. I didn't have anything myself. Bother me as in what? What you mean? Just anything. It's usually for something that happens, like a plot twist or a plot, uh, a storyline that just doesn't make sense, or you upset something to turn out a certain way. This is inspired by real events, so I don't think there's anything that's going to qualify. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm about to say, so in, 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 in reading up on it and watching a little bit of documentary, a lot of the kids said that they, they felt as if their high school experience wasn't that bad. Yeah, of course. Like, not. as the movie. Yeah, so yeah, they, sure, they said sure Hollywood hyped it up a little bit more mm-hmm. than what, how, how bad it really was. Of course, you know, that's, you know, tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, come see about me. There was nothing in that. Cultural moments. I mean, the whole movie had a bunch of them. Any actors from The Wire? No. Yeah. Soundtrack. Very 80s. Very 80s soundtrack. Obviously, we know Bill Withers sings the song Lean On Me. Um, they, there was a run in that time where you yeah. have Bill Withers. I mean, excuse me, movies that were being made off songs that really didn't have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. Uh, we did Pretty Woman a couple weeks ago. That was one. We had My Girl that came out in 91. You have this. Stand By um, Me. Stand and Deliver, I think. Stand so, By yeah. Me. Stand By Me, excuse me. But, and um, Stand and Deliver as well. You right. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one. I was mentioning Bill Withers. Obviously, he sings the song "School." Do you you already know. Sings, yeah, you know who sings "Lean on Me" on the soundtrack. Come on, man, Thelma Houston and the Winans. Yeah, yeah, my favorite group, gospel group of all time. We just—I recently took my mom to meet Marvin Winans, the uh, lead singer of the Winans, in April for her birthday. Man, he has a church, and he's a—he's a great dude, a legend. Oh man. Legend, yeah, man. Kill yeah. I know you would know that. You know, I try to stump you, but you always <laughs> on top of it. Wouldn't let that happen to me. Any moment in the movie where you just say, "I'm not going for that," you ain't about to talk to me that way. You ain't about to do that. You must think you crazy if I'm I'm going for it. Did y'all have any moments like that? I mean, yeah, no, I yeah, but no. <laughs> Me and me and Mr. Clark would have a few conversations, man, real sure. early, very early on. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it would have been anything crazy. Yeah, I'm just saying there's gonna be a certain if you're gonna do what you're doing, there's gonna be a certain respect level that I'm that I need out of it too. Yeah, that's I'm gonna respect you, but you ain't about to be doing this. Yeah, I get it. That's just me. I just I got a certain thing about the way people talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to sit down and be like, "What, what's your, what you need? What's your boundaries? All that." Because I ain't, we ain't even about to do this. <laughs> right, the, right. The kicker is in education when, when when people are like that. My rule of thumb is, I just stay out the way. Mm-hmm. You stay out the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you don't just, even get in. Have don't give them a reason to even speak to you. No, yeah. you just stay out of the way. Oh, we, oh, that's what needs to be done. You don't take it personal. Look, that's like. Bill Belichick going off on Tom Brady in the film. Tom just got to eat that. Yeah, yeah. I think that, 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 that that's what that's really what it equates to. Or Phil Jackson going off on Shaq and Kobe in the yeah. film session. I like I like yeah. that you say that. I was just watching. Uh, you got to eat it. Yeah, I was just yeah. watching Stephen Jackson, and he was talking about Pop going off on Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Right. And he just like, man, how I'm gonna say something, Tim Duncan over here? Eating? Yeah, if Tim don't say nothing, how I'm gonna say something? Right, right, absolutely. And you really gotta be honest with yourself. Based on the movie, 
Man, any anywhere else, like in today, 2023, man, them people get walked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Like you, you lose your job. Yep. Immediately. No, and they do a whole <laughs> cast over. Yeah. So yeah, we gotta you gotta eat that. Get better and move on. That's fair. That's fair. Man, that's a different world. It reminds me of um I remember when the bear came out, season one. Um when I was watching the bear and I would hit school up because the kitchen culture is very, I don't think I'm built for it just because of the way they communicate with each other and the way they talk to each other. And it's just, if you aren't used to that culture, it's a shock. It's it's an immediate, who are you talking to? But the way they keep going about their job and business. And I asked school about it because he's had experience in the food industry. He says, that's just kind of how it is. You don't, you don't take it as that. It's just how we talk to each other and shit gets hectic and we all just trying to get our job done. Um, so it's one of those funny things where if you're not in the culture, you don't fully understand that yeah. it might be a little bit of we just going to shut up and take it on the chin. Similar to what you just said, Ralph, star player getting chewed out in the film session. It, it's just what it is. I'm not going to sit up and say, coach, you tripping. Stop talking to me like that. Like, nah, this is what it is. Yep. You're going to sit there. You're going to shut up. I'm going to tell you how you messing up. And you, if you want me to shut up and not be on your ass, do better. Do better. Yeah. School, you got any trivia? I actually do. That famous bathroom scene. So everyone in that scene, except for Jermaine Hopkins, is I believe that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is uh that's actually a music group that attended the high school. He's a high. That Joe Clark actually got them uh, a, a scene in the movie. When he found out that they were making the movie, he asked them to write a scene for those four or five guys. He said, I got some guys that can sing and so on and so forth. So they got that scene and they actually wind up getting a record deal off of that. Just that one scene with EMI Records and they're on the uh, White Man Can't Jump soundtrack. This is It's the song called White Man Can't Jump and the group it's called Riff or Raff or something of that nature. But yeah, that's, that's dope. That. I, I, had, I had no idea that was a thing. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's a real group. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to you for that. You got anything else? No, that's all I had. Ralph, did you have anything? I know you had a lot on Joe Clark. Did you have any like trivia? Uh, nothing on trivia for real. Just information. Uh, no, uh, I, it, it was really him. Uh, his real story, real high school. They took the kids to the movie the day of. Uh, didn't know that he sold the rights for 15000 but he did do a lot of CNN interviews mm-hmm. where he ain't back down. No. Nope. Like, Joe Joe Clark, that's really him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and on the flip side of it, too, is, is man, he really loved kids. And mm-hmm. I think that's the part that people really... Like we missed that growing up. Like he's like, oh, who this angry black dude doing all this yeah. stuff? He telling kids to jump and do crack and do all that. <laughs> like, oh man, he tripping over this over this song. No, like when they go back, the kids are actually saying, like, hey man, he really loves us. He he know everybody's name. He speaks to everybody, <laughs> love on everybody. So I think, man, that part that that part is was was really dope to me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Mister Clark, sure don't is. play. Yeah, Mr. Clark don't play. play. Hmm? Right. You know, know what time it was. He's been this way since I since I known him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I said that was pretty cool, just in real life, Mr. Uh, Joe Clark, um, father of two Olympic track athletes. Wow. 
Dope. which is insane. And he has a son Dope. who's also a track coach. Uh, but the two Olympic track athletes, uh, Joetta Clark Diggs and Hazel Clark. So not to have just one, but two that competed in the Olympics and mm-hmm. um, have meddled in like the junior panel pan games or whatever the case is. Um, that's just impressive. Like, I just wanted to shout that out. He lived a hell of a life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Major lived a hell of a life. Yes. So, and, 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 and he was doing God's work to live to 82, man. Did his thing, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, nah, that's real. Time magazine cover. President Ronald Reagan at the time wanted to appoint him to like a special advisory to help schools. Like he was a big deal. Mm-hmm. A big deal. And like we said, pre-internet. I always yeah. got so much more respect, no due respect to um, you know, today's current or post-internet celebrities, I should say. But to be famous, um, and, and really famous back before the internet existed was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty impressive to to be around for. So shout out to the late, great Joe Lewis Clark. We always end these episodes giving our ratings too high, too low, just right. The average viewer rates this film 7.4 out of 10. School, too high, too low, just right. Just right. Just right. I'm going 7.7. Okay. I I wanted to, and the reason I am is because I wanted to go 8. And I'm like, I don't know if eight, eight is really rarefied air. I know it don't seem like it, but I don't think like as the culture garden, maybe life. There haven't been too many movies that have gotten above an eight. And this is episode yeah. 61. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's creeping towards that. It's very eighties, mm-hmm. um, but still a great movie. Right. If you can come out in 1989, you know, 30 plus years ago and still be something I can watch. Like you said, around four times, I watch it three times in yep. preparation. Hats off to you. And the acting was incredible. Morgan Freeman, one of my favorite performances of his. School, this is a great choice. Um, My brother, Dr. Ralph Murphy II. Man. Um, On behalf of the Culture Guard, man, we cannot thank you for this episode and the great conversation and insight that you provided um, in regards to Lean On Me and Joe Clark. Um, I know you've already mentioned some other movies that you were interested in discussing. And we're more than happy to have you back, brother. That's for sure. Absolutely. Oh, man, love it, man. Appreciate y'all, I man. It's been love. I definitely wanna, know what it is. I definitely want to uh, say the same, man. Damn sure appreciate you, man. Damn, legend. I'm um, so excited just to see you, man. This is crazy. I'll, I'll say man. this on the record. I'll say this on the record right now in, in the voice of education. You know, when that high learning episode drop, we're going to have you have to have you back. Oh, most That's definitely. Another- that's a whole other ball game. Um, and I, I can't wait to have that talk with you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, to our third wheel. Not third wheel. That's not a good term. Not nah. third member. Yeah, third <laughs> wheel is not a good term. Yeah. To our third host, um, the incredible Ray P. Uh, we cannot wait for her to be back next week and talk about this film. I'm so geeked about what we got going on next week. Not going to tell y'all because we never do. We got some bangers. For it. Yeah, we got some bangers coming up. The next three weeks are about to be fun. Well, we got some pretty good conversations that are about to be rolling. Uh, but Ralph, thank you. School, my brother. You already know what it is. Thank you as always. Sure. Thanks for picking this great movie for us to discuss. Absolutely. And as always, for everybody listening, if you're watching, thank you for tuning in. We cannot do any of this without you. We appreciate y'all, Culture Garden family. Um, please remember to check the link tree. It is in our bio or in the episode description below. Follow us on Instagram at the Culture Garden Podcast. With that being said, y'all be cool. How y'all be cool? Peace.